Well, I had like, I had a homeless person like actually kick me once. I mean, <laughs> but like, like you say, it was a very... We're going to definitely make that the intro. <laughs> Winners. All right, so you brought over Kratom. What is Kratom and how do you take Kratom? So yeah, we've talked about it before, right? Yeah, and I've but I've never actually seen, like I, don't, I, I thought Kratom was something you mixed into a drink. You can, it just tastes horrible, right? Oh, okay. It's like super bitter. Um, like green tea or something? It, it has a similar, like, have you ever smelled matcha? Yeah, I have matcha, It, yeah. it smells identical to matcha. Oh, really? So, um... Uh, so I put it in pill form. The other, the reason why I put it in pill form mostly is because I find that there's such a a small window between a threshold dose that's actually doing something for you and a dose that's making you feel kind of queasy, oh. right? So putting it in pill allows you to really control how much. Um, how much. So that's why I do it that way. But <laughs> that looks, I don't know what it is about that Tupperware and those pills, but you could probably sell it for a lot just, just <laughs> on the way it looks. It's like, ooh, those look expensive. Yeah. So, but one thing I, the one thing I learned about Kratom recently is that it's actually in the same family as the coffee plant. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's similar. And, and what's interesting is it kind of has a similar effect. Like it's slightly stimulating. Um, it, it's used in South Asian countries where it grows similar to how we use coffee, right? Mm. Like people take it in the morning when they got to work or if they want to meet with friends, that sort of thing. And yeah, it almost like, except for the fact that it, you can feel kind of sick if you take too much, it almost is better than coffee because that is shorter half-life. So it's not going to disrupt your sleep as much as caffeine does and depending on how much you take it can actually have a slightly sedating effect Hmm. so it's interesting is like if you take a small amount it has a stimulating effect and if you take a large amount it has a sedating effect yeah so it can actually work it's it's more of a versatile um substance than caffeine i find I wonder, I wonder if I would like that just, I mean, for the same reason, like, so caffeine, like absolutely fucks my stomach up. Right. So it's yeah. just like, I, I know now, like as much as I love coffee, I just, I can't have coffee. Right. Yeah. I don't really need a, I don't need a boost or whatever, but it's like, it's fun to have routine, right? Like it's fun to have like a thing you do in the morning or right. whatever. And so I, I might try it eventually, but I, you have not sold it well to me Well, so I have far. some here if you want to. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. In, in terms of making you feel sick, one thing I'll say, ginger is extremely effective at counter, counteracting oh, right. that. So like what I want to do is just try making like a Kratom ginger tea mm-hmm. and seeing how that tastes. And if it tastes good, that would be like a good morning coffee type right. thing. I don't know what it is about like like certain drugs I like. I jump like head first into right yeah i don't give a shit about the amount right but then there's other drugs that are just like it's gonna make me sick Mm, well let's let's ease into it no no no. like if it has the potential to make me sick so like like for example acid i'm just like fuck yeah let's do it yeah mushrooms it's like 
let's do little bits at a time increase to yeah yeah totally you know. i mean I, I i understand i'm not the kind of person who is going to peer pressure you i'm going to let you know the downsides i'm going to say listen i want to be peer pressured yeah well <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing this is the thing i like uh, there's a big thing on tiktok right where like kids these days like they they do this joke where like a drug dealer on the street's like hey kid you want drugs and the kid's like fuck yeah yeah and the drug dealer's like wait what no yeah. you're supposed to say no to drugs <laughs> you know and it's like where's the drugs man? right well it's like that whole joke where um people say you know growing up we were told that drug dealers were gonna just give us free drugs and now I'm an adult. I'm like, where are these free drugs we were yeah. supposed to get? Yeah. They lied to us, right? I would have so. loved, loved free drugs. I, have you ever had roommates that actually gave you free drugs? Yeah, yeah. I had one just move out recently. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I, that was some of the, my favorite times. Because like, I, I have so many straight-laced friends. Like, mm. There's not a lot of... like. This is going to sound rude, but there's not a lot of gifts that like blow my mind or like that people blow my mind with getting free drugs always was a dopamine hit that trumped any kind of gift. Like you could give me like a thousand dollar statue. It's not going to hit the same as like an ounce of weed, you know, like it's, it just doesn't have the same impact on me. So what's, is there a difference between getting, well, there obviously is, but is in the terms of the money aspect, but is there psychologically a difference? Between getting free drugs and paying for drugs? Well, yeah. One's connected to my fucking addiction in life yeah, yeah. to drugs. <laughs> so it's like, that's why I'm saying like nothing, nothing can hit the high of like when you, when you give in to whatever drug you, you know, you probably shouldn't be doing. Right. 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 Like I, I always wish I had that with alcohol, like to try to motivate me to like continue drinking alcohol. Like I've never been a person that could drink day after day after day. And I always wanted to be that person because it was like, it seems fun. Like, it's like you yeah. get to pair shit with your dinner. You have great time with friends, whatever. Right. And it's like, I don't know. I want to be that person too, but I can't. Alcohol, It. I don't know why, but my system just really is sensitive to the negative effects of alcohol. I'm starting to think, though, that like most people, alcohol is not good for. Yeah. Like in general, I Probably. see it as the <laughs> liver destroyer now. And yeah, so it's yeah. like most people that are drinking heavy, I don't necessarily think they're, they're, they have a problem. But I'm like, I think this is going to cause more problems in your 50s than you know now. Do right. you know what I mean? Like whatever Yeah, probably. I don't know. I have no no basis for statistics or whatever. But I just imagine like... Smoking weed might affect your lungs eventually, but I feel like it's not going to like completely fuck over your immune system like losing your liver would. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand how people can do it, right? Like, especially as I get older, I'm just like, what? How are you guys still drinking the entire night away and you don't feel like killing yourself the next day, right? Like, how do you do it? Yeah. Right? I think it's because they become dependent. Well, I mean, some people. Yeah. Like Burt Kreischer, right? Like, he's full-blown alcoholic like no matter what he says right right? he's like almost uh 50 now and he's like unbelievably overwhelmed like that guy's not making 65 do you know what I mean? there's not a chance because he has been that guy his entire life like go out get blackout actually never blacked out like he's 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 too big he just drinks forever right and that's part of his problem is he doesn't have the yeah well that's what i've that's one thing that i've noticed is like when I was younger, in my early 20s, there were certain people 
who didn't seem to be affected by alcohol to the same extent that I was or other people, right? Like they could drink a lot, get up the next day, have minimal hangover. And I was super jealous of these people. But then over time, it was like they were the ones that fell victim to alcoholism, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like they saw less of a downside to it. So it's like it crept up onto them in a much worse way. And then so I sort of became thankful that, you know, I'm not as resistant to those effects right because mm. it's kind of saved me from that but it's my it's my favorite drug like if you if you had to ask like like what is my favorite feeling of any drug being drunk is the greatest feeling really see i completely disagree <laughs> oh man it, i i've never see that's the thing that's why i would always keep going back and trying in my 20s is because i'm just like this is my favorite version of myself like mm. even just having one glass for whatever reason it just totally gets rid of all my anxiety and it can be me and be jovial yeah. be connecting yeah. with other people and it's almost like an excuse to connect with other people right, right. and that's what i like about it is because it's kind of like woven into society it's like oh this guy's drunk of course he's talking to me on the street or you know whatever right right, right. I, it's always been my favorite and just i think it's because it's also the only time that i've ever been out of control do you know what i mean like weed doesn't make me go out of control acid and mushrooms really haven't although I mean, 8.5 of mushrooms did. That was fucking nuts. But (laughs) other than that, generally speaking, I'm pretty in my body. Alcohol is like, you have a chance to come home with like a broken face because you're like, I don't know. I wanted to jump on that mailbox, (laughs) you know, like, and I like that. I like that because it's, it's great stories. Like people, drinkers have way better stories than I do, in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. I... I remember it it, during my like early drinking phase, I would, you know, I would drink a lot and I would be drunk, like fully drunk. And I remember I would get these moments of clarity where like my actual mind comes back and looks around and says, I don't like this feeling. Like I would get these moments where I'm just like, I just want this drunk feeling to be gone. Oh yeah. Like I definitely enjoy the social aspect of Mm -hmm. it. Like a few drinks, puts you at ease, makes you talk a little looser, you have fun, great. I don't want to get like blasted. I don't want to be to the point where I wake up the next day being like, what did I do? Mm-hmm. Right? I don't like that at all. So. Yeah. Yeah. I had a few, I had a few like really embarrassing like blackout ones where like strangers, mm. it's really, it's too long a story. But anyway, strangers ended up waving at me across a lake the next day like i was at this lake with my friends uh, hung over shit yeah and like five or six people started waving at me and i waved back i was like who the fuck is that and they're like those are the people that carried you out of the fucking beach <laughs> you know to get you back uh, up to vancouver yeah, you know it's like yeah. oh and i'm like hi sorry shit you know right. like i wish i could <laughs> buy you all something you know yeah i i think for me if, if i were to quantify it for drugs i like drugs which enhance my perception or my thought process right or that change it in such a way that gives me a different outlook on the world Mm -hmm. right like i don't i don't mind losing a bit of cognition if i'm getting a shift in perspective Mm -hmm. that's like wow like look at the way i see like psychedelics obviously is a good example of that or you know coffee or even like nicotine right gives you a little cognitive boost Mm -hmm. those are the kind of drugs that that really capture me drugs that sort of 
numb me or deaden me or things like that. I don't no interest. Yeah, yeah. I'm not into that. Yeah. That, that's why when you were saying like Kratom has like a sedative effect sometimes it's just like, I, I've never been into like pills, any of that shit. Like, like that's just yeah. like a don't fuck with zone for me. You know what I mean? It's right. like, I don't want to be messing with my heart rate dropping and any of that shit to be. Yeah. Well, I, I actually like said it, it was, but, that's, really? but that's because I, I have like pretty bad insomnia. Mm-hmm. So I, I stay away from them just because I don't want to become dependent on sedatives. Yeah. But in the few instances where I've had one, it's just been like, wow. Oh that yeah. Was wonderful. Right? No, no, no. So, so that's it with me as well. It's like, I know I would like them too much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I would be the guy that like, I start on Percocet or whatever and you never see me again until I die. Right, <laughs> you know, right. like, it's just like, that's it. You're like, I'm good. Yeah. Just in my, bye. My womb yeah. thing. Everything, everything in my life will just go to shit. Cause it's just like, ah, just wake up. Oh, I have a problem. Go to sleep again. You know, like, I, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing that I think is, is uh, like underrepresented in terms of sedatives is they take away anxiety. Right. So mm. if you're someone that has lots of anxiety and it sort of affects your ability to think clearly. You take a sedative and all of a sudden, you're much more lucid than you were previously, right? Yeah, I'm wondering now, like is Ativan and... Um, yeah, Ativan's a benzodiazepine. So is it's, that considered yeah, a sedative? Yeah, that's like... Yeah, so those I had to stop because I was just like, fuck, these yeah. are good. Because it, it just it is like having a superpower if, if you have crazy social anxiety or whatever. Yeah. It's just like you pop totally. one of those. It's just like, Oh, I'm out the door. I don't give a shit what people think anymore. You know, right? I, I've been tempted to go back on those, but I also know that ultimately to get over anxiety, I need to just keep fucking yeah. pushing oh, yeah. and pushing and pushing. Right? Yeah. Benzodiazepines are like the champagne of anti-anxiety medication. Oh, really? It's like, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not deep into that world. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten a prescription for anything. So I can't say, I can't say what it's like for someone who's been on something like Ativan for like months and months and months. It's probably a nightmare, right? But once in a while, it's wonderful. Are they right? habit forming though? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I because I never I th- that was never actually a problem for me. Like I wasn't like popping them constantly. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, well I was on uh, like the decaf subreddit when I was trying to give up caffeine. Um, which I failed at, by the way. <laughs> what, to give up caffeine? Yeah. Um, but so I was on there, right? And and someone was posting about um, how everyone on that subreddit was ridiculous, talking about the withdrawal symptoms from caffeine and how they were not as bad compared with other drugs. And so a lot of people came in and they started regaling their experiences with other drugs like heroin and all of these other things. And the people who were talking about benzo withdrawal that looked like the scariest thing to me. Like mm. the way they described it, like having a constant panic attack for like a week. It's it's just like, no, thank you. Yeah. Right? I don't want that. I, I, that did happen to me actually when I stopped them was just mm. the, the first week my mind was like, what the fuck are we going to do? Yeah, like, yeah. like, you know, it really does just kind of panic. This, this is probably why I haven't actually gone back to get a new one since I moved to Calgary. It's just yeah. because I, I, in general, I just don't like, like, caffeine anything i don't like being dependent on anything anymore like it really it actually really annoys me to be Mm. uh like that's why i always give up um weed or caffeine or anything that's ultimately the thing that comes up in my mind is i'm sick of doing this i'm sick of doing this right yeah caffeine though how long did you go before you gave up on it uh three weeks what was the reason 
because I, I sprained my back. Yeah. So, like, for me, I was giving up caffeine to uh, try to improve my sleep. And then I had this back sprain that was making it impossible for me to sleep. So I was like, well, so now I'm not having any caffeine. I can't sleep. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. So I, I needed that crutch back. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then I just fell into it. And <laughs> See, that, that's, that's so classic, though. It's like, yeah, I don't need drugs until yeah. something happens. And it's like, ah, oh, fuck. You know? Yeah, and, and I mean, the thing is, what, what happened was like I sprained my back because I stopped exercising because I was going through caffeine withdrawal, hmm. right? So it's like I basically sit on my ass for three weeks and that was just enough for me to do some move in some way that fucked things up, right? So. Do, you ever, do you ever wonder about your subconscious having this all as a plan? Because yeah, I sometimes yeah. feel like my body does that where it's just like, uh, it'll st- like I'll stop getting good sleep yeah. so that I feel irritable mm-hmm. and then I'll buy weed. You know what I mean? It's just like, you need to, you need to chill, bud. You just need to get weed. And it's just like, weed has never chilled me in my life. <laughs> weed makes me want to get violent with people. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just sound, yeah. everything. It, it, weed does not work in the same way for me as a lot of people claim yeah, to yeah. anyway. Well, no, I, f- I feel the same way about caffeine is like, I feel like my brain is fucking with me to get me to give it back its dopamine blast, right? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. quite possible that is the case. Okay, I have a question I really wanted to ask you. Sure. What would you do with money? Like say this say this podcast became the greatest podcast ever and we were making a hundred thousand a year. Yeah, yeah. What would you do with money? Uh well I mean it depends on the amount of money, right? A hundred thousand a year is like a is like a middle-class salary so i would live a middle-class lifestyle right probably quit my job and just you know have <laughs> you know have a, a house in a backyard that well, I have what to would you do with your free time the, i mean i would do the same things i do now in my free well i i guess i mean that's okay so like if our if our podcast got big enough that we were each making a hundred thousand dollars a year right <laughs> yeah, so that's which is ludicrous i don't even, i don't even think like podcasts outside the top 10 or even bringing in like right. 50 but yeah yeah totally let's theoretically that happens <laughs> yeah, yeah. right i'm it isn't this i'm not coming over once a week <laughs> and and do and putting in a few hours mm-hmm. recording we're still doing that but i'm also you know administering a, a website where we got all our social media on lockdown oh. it's gonna be a full-time job right i totally misread you I thought you were saying you'd immediately quit this podcast. No, no, no. I'm saying... <laughs> I was like, okay, that's fair. I probably would too. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying like if we hit that level, we would. it would be a full-time job. Because you can't... You got to give that your audience all of that stuff, right? But what if your lack of effort is why your audience has shown up? I mean, is that ever the case? Sometimes <laughs> they're like, "Hey man, you sold out. Why are you why are you being all professional and like cleaning up your image and like getting things all tight?" Like that happens all the time online. Like people fan base is getting mad at people for going corporate or getting Yeah, but co- going corporate is like you sign up with a corporation who handles all of that shit for right. you and then now you're just a you're just a, a puppet for their whatever they want you to say. That's going corporate. Adding more uh, audience engagement, more ways for your audience to engage you. I don't think anyone's going to be pissed about that. No one's going to say, fuck you. You're on Twitter now. 
I'm out of here, right? <laughs> well, yeah, maybe a certain percentage, but we wouldn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting to me that you wouldn't you wouldn't change all that much other than quit your job. Like yeah, even well, at a hundred thousand, because like a hundred thousand to me would like blow my mind. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Like that would be an incredible amount of money. It's really not that much money. Do, not these days. Do you, okay, but like I've been living off less than twenty two thousand a year. Yeah, for my whole uh, life. So uh, it's like getting another eighty grand would be like, all right, we're playing crazy stocks now. Do you know what I mean? Like we're just yeah. we're putting in giant chunks for weeks at a time and seeing what we can do. You know? Well, don't, don't forget that if we're making that kind of money, we have to pay taxes. So a hundred thousand wouldn't be a hundred thousand. It would be like 80,000. I'm saying, I'm saying you clear whatever you clear hundred, hundred thousand, okay. 80,000. So, it's all so a of money. Here's the thing <laughs> to me. It's enough money that I can start fucking with my neighbors. That's what I would do with money. Yeah. I would be paying a kid every day to come put stickers and shit on all these fuck like fucking loud cars and shit just like we hear your tiny penis we got it you know right. every fucking day that would be what i spend i'm like okay kid you get 10 grand a year all you have to do is fuck with these people's cars and like i don't give a shit i'll just keep giving you money so wait wait l- let me get this straight you have you have enough money to live a comfortable middle class lifestyle and you say no i'm not going to do that I'm going to live off of $22,000 a year and instead I'm just going to use that money to troll people in my neighborhood. Honest That's what you're God. saying? Yeah, or move. I mean, one of yeah, the two, yeah. right? But it's like I my idea of get, like whenever whenever people talk about getting famous whatever, I never think about the monetary thing. I just think about what you get to do with an audience to troll people. Yeah. You know, like uh, your mom's house and Garth Brooks, right? It's like shit like that. I just like doing, I don't know, just fuckery. Like that, that interests me more that like, cause money doesn't really connect with me. Yeah. I, I guess it's just, I don't know. I don't see, I, I see that in like the much higher number sums. Like when you're into the, oh, I'm making $5 million a year. Or oh my God. I'd be slapping people in the face if I was making my $5 million. I, I can never really? make over a million. Yeah. No. I, w- I would be going to jail for like smashing people's phones. You know, like when they go off in a restaurant, I just like hurl it out the door and then walk away. Yeah. See, I don't see <laughs> 5 mil giving you. I see that. That's like billionaire level actions. Like when you can like fuck off money is like 100 million plus where now you don't care about what anyone thinks so you can do whatever you want pay the legal bills it's if true you have to, million right? millions not as much as it used to be that's for sure it's like you buy half a, cow, a house where we live right yeah so it's, exactly yeah that's true but i definitely I, I definitely think that money would corrupt me in a weird way like it mm. would it would give me an entitlement to feel like i can do stuff to other people that's just totally not okay like this is this is why i think i almost fear getting rich in some way yeah and like because it's just like, I, I, I know I'll be way more tempted to destroy people's cars. Like stuff like that. Like it's just, that's the only thing holding me back right now. It's just like, if they come after me for money, it's like, I don't have money. You're going to have to go to jail to serve that time or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. You're not going to get a vandalism fine for I think kicking I, off someone's muffler. I mean, I think if that's, I think that's an admirable goal for you to, 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 to get rich and start <laughs> fucking with people. I mean, uh, but I think you should, uh, you should you should try to fuck with people in a way that like makes some kind of sense. Right. 
like like, well, like no, add some justice to it right well that's the thing i like my initial thoughts are always the violent destroy shit thoughts yeah the second ones are my like funny thoughts so like for example let's just say hypothetically i had neighbors i didn't like i might sign them up to a lot of different things with their house address so that they get piles mm. and piles of sex mail or things specifically that might give their wives or other people yeah questions about their life to the point that they would be like what the fuck is going on this is super annoying to me that's justice it's like your car annoys the shit out of me this is my like every time i hear your car i think about the hundreds of mail that you're getting every day that you're having to go through and throw out like when i live downtown right they just stuffed my box constantly with flyers and shit that were yeah, I, I, it annoyed the hell out of me. So I can't imagine if someone deliberately was putting my address on a million mailing lists and what that actually entails. I don't know. I should do that to my downstairs neighbors that are really fucking with me in their loud music every day. Oh, for day. sure. I but should just start doing See, that, like that. that kind of like petty shit, that, that kind of petty shit is like how my brain was trained until I was like 22. Like I really was the nightmare roommate that was mm. like the passive aggressive guy. Mm. I honestly, I don't do, I can't think of many passive aggressive things I, I've done in like the last decade, honestly. Like I, I have yet to do this mailing thing, but I'm definitely seriously considering it yeah. as an option and just trying to get some kind of peace. Like, cause I'm not, I'm not able to move from where I live. Right. And so this place is just a hollow box. And so yeah, yeah. it's like, I need to get some kind of satisfaction from hearing all these guys, you know? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I struggle with that dilemma as well. Cause I don't like being passive aggressive, but at the same time, it, it, I feel like I have a choice between being passive, passive aggressive and aggressive, and I'm not going to be aggressive. So what does that leave? Right. I, it's if I if I stop myself from doing these passive aggressive things, then I just don't do anything. Mm -hmm. I just sit and stew in my own head about exactly what I should be doing, right? So maybe fuck it. It's time to start doing weird little shit, leave notes and and stuff like that. Well, like I already like I was already thinking of changing my Wi-Fi to like every time we hear your loud muff, you know, whatever, right? Like yeah. shit like that. Just just like I don't know. You know, that's funny because I just got a new router and I literally had the same thought. Oh, really? <laughs> to change my Wi-Fi, I'd be like, shut the fuck up, 403, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a way of communicating. You know you know those um, Wi-Fi replicators? Yeah, yeah. I, want, I, like, I was seriously just tempted to get one of those so that like it beams out 150 messages of like, fuck you and your muffler. Like, right. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so whenever anyone has to go connect to their Wi-Fi... It's just like they have to scroll through this massive message of Wi-Fi. It's just like, fuck you, you cunt. That's you know? beautiful. I love that. I know. So it only costs $100 to get something like that. And so mm. I'm just like, I think I should invest in that. Because it's just like, it's such a passive aggressive, hilarious, douchey. I don't know. Like I, it, I need to do something because I can't move from where I'm at. Yeah. And this place is a nightmare when you have PTSD. So I'm, it, I'm in a similar situation. Like I... I can't, I could move, but the thing is like my place, um, you know, the real estate prices right now aren't so great. I would have to pay like a fuck ton in real estate commissions. So if I wanted to move, I would just take a huge financial hit and I don't want that. Yeah. And it's like, I like my place. It, it's a nice size. It's a nice location. It's just the annoying ass loud neighbors is the only thing that sucks. Right. So they need, 
they need to change. Right? <laughs> <laughs> See, and my psychologist would be like, no, they don't need to change. You need to change your yeah. attitude, right? And I'm like, right. And I do that constantly. That's why I haven't gone and, you know. Right. Like, that's when I get annoyed about that drugs are still illegal because it's like, I read a study recently that like um, MDMA therapy has now shown in its like initial trials that I read the same thing. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. yeah. So it's like 62% of participants in that showed a reduction in their PTSD symptoms. Yeah. Like they yeah. wouldn't, they wouldn't qualify for government assistance as right. far as uh, PTSD goes. And I'm like, holy shit. Like even if that's 20%, we should be doing this. Like yeah, you, you totally. think about how many fucking veterans there are with PTSD. And like, I think there's also a lot of people that, don't understand they have PTSD. Do you know what I mean? Like when I run into, like when I come to MBTI or some other group or whatever, it's, there's sometimes when I just meet someone where I'm just like, I see how their environment or how they're acting in the environment or how they react to stuff or whatever. And I'm like, have you ever, have you ever looked into complex PTSD? Like, cause I think people think of PTSD as like, you know, a shell went off beside you and that's the only kind of PTSD or like you had a horrific car crash. But like, I think there's low key, a lot of people that are actually suffering from complex PTSD. Can you, cause I am one of those, it's shell shock. Can you explain this complex PTSD? Like what is, how that works? It's, it's like, that's what I have, right? Like it's, Mm. I don't have PTSD. It's not one event. It's just like years and years of whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like being exposed to, I think, I think the underlying thing is the, um, I think it, you trust people and it undermines your trust in the world. Like, I think that's, I think that I I wish I had the actual definition, but it's something like that. Like your, we trust our parents, we trust our authority figures, we trust whatever. Yeah. And when those people let us down, like people that are molested or whatever have complex PTSD usually because it's like authority figures let them down at a key part in their life, right? Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. That makes sense. So it fucks your worldview because you don't trust anybody. Like yeah. you just naturally, like I inherit, like I have friends that like, I, I have a friend that I've known since grade six and I, I bet there's still situations in which I wouldn't trust him, mm. right? And I don't think that's with most people. Like, cause a lot of people are like, oh, I trust this guy with my life. And I actually kind of believe them when they say that. You know? Yeah. 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 I, this is one that I re- was really excited to talk to you about, which is, um, this guy on TikTok uh, at a new untold story. Um, he's this guy that he photoshops people, you know, like sneakerheads and stuff. Uh, no. Like, do you know about that world? Like people collecting air ones and shit like that? Like no. Jordans? No, I don't have Okay, any. so sneaker culture's huge, right? And so it's all these people spending like hundreds of thousand dollars on shoes and just like, oh my God, you got the rare blah, blah, blahs, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So this guy, all he does is he photoshops people's pictures and puts sketchers on their feet, which are like notoriously like shitty shoes, right? Oh, yeah. And people get furious with him, right? Because he does such a good job that it's like, it's it's making fun of people tr- like this show off culture, right? Mm-hmm. And I think he's invented like a whole fucking genre here, because like people will be like showing off their Lamborghini, and he's gonna put in like Toyota Corollas <laughs> and shit like that. Yeah, that's I just cool. I just love that like anything anything that pisses people off about something silly. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're trying to like I, this whole f- idea of flexing wealth. 
I love that this guy has created a whole genre to basically undermine that whole thing. Yeah, right. And it really pisses those people off because they have spent five grand or whatever to show off their sneakers, right? Yeah. I just think it's such a stupid culture in general. Like, like you know me in social media, I'm not on it. Like, I don't, I don't understand why people want to flex shit. Yeah. But, anyways, I think I think this dude's gonna change the game. I, he's my favorite account by far to follow. And when I saw it, I was just like, and and all the res- how much hate he gets, like the whole like. Tons and tons of people hate this dude and are trying to like cancel him because he's stealing people's photos or whatever. And he's just like, nah, fuck you people. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. What I don't understand is like why, like why that culture exists to begin with. Why do people who just flaunt wealth get a lot of attention online? Like what is happening there, right? Well, because it's so many people covet the stuff. It, like right like it's like uh you know i'd be lying if i if i like if i saw someone with a ferrari i mean that's not my reaction to real life but like if it was you with a ferrari yeah i'd be like fuck jason's got a motherfucking ferrari right that like that's the reaction see i i, I don't have that like well i don't really know what you meant by Fuck, Jason's got a Ferrari. Like, is that a well, just is like, that a like jealous you, connotation? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah. you have a Ferrari, and so I want a Ferrari. It's like that looks fucking cool. But like, somebody I don't know on the internet has a Ferrari. I just think, what a douche. Yeah, but th- that's what I'm saying. Is like, if you had a Ferrari, and you texted me and said, "Hey, check it out," it, it would kind of make me a little feel a little shitty. I'd be mm-hmm. like, "God damn it, he's got a Ferrari, mm-hmm. and I don't." Why would I then want to go online? And, and replicate that feeling by looking at strangers with Ferraris, right? Oh, yeah. I, I also don't, I don't get why people follow people's yeah, accounts with money. Yeah. I, I don't get why that's rewarded either. Yeah, like it's, it's, to me, it would just make me feel worse about the life that I have, right? It's not, like I feel like there's a bit of this, this oh, this person is successful. I'm interested in that person's life because I want to emulate their mm-hmm. success, right? But I, I just, I feel like a lot of these people, particularly social media influencers, their wealth is either gotten from their family or they just had enough to get started. And now the actual social media is perpetuating their wealth, right? Mm-hmm. Like they've got enough attention. Now they're making money that they can then use to buy things to flaunt their wealth even further, right? Well, and that's the thing. They, at some point, they, like they what people don't understand about those influencers is that they're not paying for that shit. Yeah. Like they're, they're starting to get all that for free. Right. In the expectation that they're going to flaunt it. Like social media is the new advertising for whatever reason. A lot of people don't understand that they're being advertised to. Yeah. And that this, yeah. that's all they're doing when they're following Kim Kardashian or whatever. It's like, are you following her to, for her brilliant ideas? And like, who she is as a person no you're getting fucking tummy tea and all this other shit right like yeah. it's i i don't know it, it's it's that american I, I see it as american exceptionalism stuff where it's just like you're supposed to be rich like you're supposed to think oh i gotta get a mansion i gotta get a, a house i gotta get a massive car i gotta dress incredible i gotta have gucci i gotta yeah like it's like a it's like a it's a it's a a thing you're trying to strive for in life 
Yeah, I get that. I, I feel that sometimes too. It's like, oh, I want to get to that next level. I want to have the, the nicer car, the nicer house, the better job, all of that. But I don't see following successful people on Instagram or wherever as a way to achieve that, right? No, I, th- I think, I, like, I wonder if the idea is that you see what other people do and then you're hoping to pick up what they're doing and then exactly. just try to emulate it. Exactly. To me, but that's why we don't like it. Yeah. Because we have our own ideas. Right, right. But, but that's the, the thing that, that bothers me is that, yes, people are, we are instinctively drawn to people who have success because we want to emulate that success. But when you get into social media where these people's success is built on the attention they get. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't emulate that. It's it's like a it's like a Ponzi scheme, right? Mm-hmm. Like you get successful just so you can show people the wealth that that makes them pay attention to you, and that's how you got successful. Right. Right. It's a weird circumstance that doesn't really work. Like if you want to pay attention to someone um, who, like, let's say you're. A, um, I don't know, let's say you're a uh, audio engineer and there's an audio engineer that's achieved some level of fame. He's really good at his craft. Yes, pay attention to that person, emulate that person. But if someone is just a social media person who just has money because they're on social media, mm-hmm. there's nothing there. There's no substance there for you to use to, to propel your life forward, right? Yeah. Well, so, I mean, uh, see, that, and that's the thing, right? Like I... I was telling you about bots, right? After mm. the, watching Instant Famous, because it basically just proved you don't have to be an interesting person or be whatever. You just need to buy enough bots if you're semi good looking, and it will become a self perpetuating thing yeah. that, like, once you have 50,000 fake followers, other people are like, oh, this person has 50,000 followers. Click, like, follow, right? Yeah. yeah. It's harder to amass your first 50,000, right? right. Um, and then once you get to that level, it's like people will just assume you're worth paying attention to because you have that many followers, mm-hmm. right? Which is weird to me. Like, I, again, like I just don't value follower currency. Yeah. Other people really seem to like, you know, like I'll see TikTok comments being like, man, I love your stuff. You have a crazy big following. And like, I can't believe you commented on my video. And it's just like, uh, I don't know, like. It would be more impressive to me if like fucking Warren Buffett commented on my thing, you know, with no followers. Like, yeah, like I the only time I pay attention to follower count is if it seems like this person shouldn't be able to do what they do Mm -hmm. with the the amount of subscribers that they have. Right. Yeah. Like there's just too much money in their production. Right. Because then I get then then I'm suspicious. Right. I'm thinking, where's that money coming from If, if it's not coming from the plat this current platform do they have some other motive for Revenue being here stream, right yeah. but other than that i actually prefer like particularly like for me the my main content uh consumption comes from youtube right so for me it's like a a, a channel with a hundred thousand subscribers i almost don't want to pay attention to that because it's just like that's the one everybody's watching i want the like ten thousand five thousand subscribers that's hmm. To me, like the sweet spot. 100,000, that, that seems really low these days. Subscribers or like... Subscribers. Yeah, true. There's like millions and stuff like that, yeah. I, I think the last 
small creator I had followed was First We Feast um, Hot Ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, I was in on that, like, within, like, one or two episodes. And mm. then now it's, like, I think, Huge, I think yeah. they're at 9 million or something. Yeah. But, yeah, how do you, how do you, like, so I honestly... I honestly wouldn't even be able to find a small creator if I tried on YouTube because ever since they switched how it works, I just clip my subscriptions and that's it. Like I, I can't fucking find anything else. I don't know. I, they just pop up on mine. I like, don't know. Like I, there's a guy who's an anthropologist, right? And he, he's like, you know, he just talks about, oh, this is what the Neanderthals ate for breakfast, right? Stuff like that. Like nothing that's going to get you millions of subscribers. Mm-hmm but I'm super interested in it. And he's got like, you know, 10, 20,000. Yeah. Stuff like that, you're, right? you're actually reminding me. I do, I do follow a couple of small creators cause yeah, plants, right? Plants yeah. aren't going to garner 20 million people. And like the, this, this dude is like incredible. I forget his name. He's such a weird dude, mm. which I fully expected, but I think his name is Serpa. It's, I think his thing is called Serpa squad. I think that's or Serpa something. Anyways, he, he, he's just this weird dude from like some rural place in the States. And he just makes incredible moss like, uh, enclosures and terrariums and stuff. That's the kind of stuff that I want to see. Right. Like, like I saw, like, just because like we, we now have the, the winners do drugs, YouTube account, right? So I've logged in a few times to that. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen uh, presumably stuff you subscribe to, like Mr. Beast. Trying to get us um, money. That's what those are for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like I watched a few Mr. Beast, not into it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to watch Philip DeFranco um, a lot. I haven't really been into him mm-hmm. lately. Um, things like that. Yeah, I'm just not feeling it. Right? That Okay, that brings up a whole new topic. Because uh, so... I always feel like the person we've talked about this before. I don't know if we've talked about it on the pod, but if I go to a group, I know who the shit bag is or going to be the shit bag. Like, like yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I see through that. It's like this guy that's like charming everybody and whatever. It's like, he's a fucking douche. I don't understand what you guys are doing. Yeah, totally. So David Dobrik. Oh, I feel so I've hated that guy ever since I ever since I saw him, right? Like I was just like, there's something sus about this dude. Like he's there's. Can you just quickly explain who this guy is? Do you know I, who David Dobrik no, is? No, I don't know. Okay, so he's this. Yeah, I always forget that. Like I'm on fucking TikTok, so I'm tuned into like what 13 year olds watch. Oh yeah. So anyways, he's this he's this massive uh, he's this massive YouTuber that YouTube's been trying to protect, basically because I mean, they get so much revenue off him. But like it came out. Um, a few weeks ago uh, that like he basically almost killed one of his best friends um, by doing an excavator stunt. So like he was uh, in driving an excavator and people, they had a a rope attached to it and just were swinging people around. And basically lo and behold, the guy like fucking smashed his face into the excavator. Like when, when David like stopped the thing or whatever, and it just destroyed his whole face and whatever. Yeah. Guy didn't sue him, but that was just like the first story that came out. Then like all this other shit's coming out. I'm like, yeah. And same with Mr. Beast, like trying to slander him now. Like there's just something that rubbed me wrong about Mr. Beast. When I first saw him, I was like, cause anybody that's trying to do so much good, this reminds me of like religion, right? Yeah. 
people that are really trying to project themselves as such good people, I'm like, what are you co- like? What are you covering? Mm-hmm. Like when I go out in public, I'm not trying to. Like I, I am a genuinely nice person. Like I'm not trying to get anything from people. I'm not trying to. Yeah. I, there's just something weird about these people that go over the edge to cover themselves. Yeah. Well, I, I think the theory that I've had in regards to that is like, um, if you are a genuinely nice person, then meeting new people represents a liability to you. Right? Like if you actually have empathy for other people, let's say you go meet a new friend, that friend turns out to be a complete train wreck. And now you have to sort of face like a dilemma. Like, do I loan them money? Do I help them? Do I, can they sleep on my couch? for a week right so so when you're a genuinely nice person you're you just can't be the the person who goes around and connects with people instantly right you have to you have to be careful right the people who are think so yeah but people who are sociopaths that don't give a shit about other people they don't have that liability so they are free to be the the kind of people that when you meet them they're there's an instant connection, right? Mm-hmm. Cause that connection is fake to them. Right. So they'll manipulate and lie. And yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I like, so my, this is the thing that I struggle with. I have very good boundaries, right? Mm. INFJs that I'm friends with really do not. And yeah. so they do get preyed upon by those kind of people, right? Like, um, because they are just nice and it's like, it doesn't jade them. Yeah. So like I got jaded because like, for example, I only owned, so I only owned a sleeping bag at one point and I was Mm. like just sleeping at friends' houses. I didn't even live there. Right. And so, but anyways, one day it was like minus 30 or something at a Safeway and there was this guy like busking, like busking outside and I was like, fuck dude, are you like, are you okay? Whatever. And he's like, I'm cold as shit. And I was like, gave him my sleeping bag. Right. Two days later, same dude cleaned up at a bar on white Ave mm. and I just like walked past him, just looked him in the face. I knew he didn't know who I was. And I was just like, you fuck. Like I was just like, I got fucked here. Like I gave away my one possession yeah. to this homeless dude who totally grifted me. He was one of those like BMW guys, right. That just like shows oh, up, looks poor. Yeah. Makes $200 and then goes about his day. Right. Like he's just one of those people. And I was just like, so th- th- I had enough of those experiences that like I am very wary to it yeah. now, right? Yeah, that's shitty. I had a similar story in high school. Like I, um, I had a friend. He was a f- like I was in high school. He would just he was a few years older, and he he was in a really rough financial state. He couldn't make rent, and he came to me and he's like, "Yeah, can you loan me like I can't remember how much it was, but it was the kind of money that." when you're in high school, it was a fuck time. It was like three, $400 or something. Right. Um, so he's like, yeah, I just need it for a week. I got money coming in. So I loaned him the three, three or $400 and he immediately bought a bus ticket to Vancouver and I never saw the guy again. Right. And it, it fucked me up because I actually, for sure. I, I actually owned like a, like a, a small business at the time. And I had some debts that I needed to repay. And that money was, for those debts and they were coming due and I got like kind of fucked up over it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I had to borrow money from my parents to pay back this, like it would. Yeah. And it's not just about the money, right? Like if it was just about the money, it's like, yeah, that sucks, but it's more about 
I cannot believe someone did that to me. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, you're just like, I want to fucking euthanize you. Like, I want to make sure you do not have any more kids. Like, th- those those are the type of, like, scum that I'm just like, I hope you, I hope this, you, you're just wishing that it ends them eventually, right? right. Like, they, they eventually cross the wrong person. It's just like, I'm definitely killing this guy for that. Yeah, and I think that does happen. I think that... Um, does it, though? It, I feel like it's the bully mentality. Like, when people are like yeah, my bully went on to do nothing. It's like, no, I think a lot of them went on to be very famous cops and politicians <laughs> and famous people. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like, this This comes back to our, our discussion about nihilism and how like a lot of people just say like, what does it matter, right? Like, what do, why do you even have ethics, right? And it's like, one thing I always say is like, if you aren't in a position of power, then nihilism is inconsequential, right? It doesn't really matter if you have a sense of morality or anything like that. But what happens when you get into power? What happens when you have the ability and there's all these temptations around you, like, you know, like a Tiger Woods type circumstance or a Hugh Grant type circumstance? How do you, if you don't have ethics, how do you uh, stay away from that stuff? Like you're like, so yeah, like if you're at the bottom of the chain and you're a sociopath, it, it looks like there's no uh, consequences to their actions, right? But they, it's presumably they're going to get up to a higher level to a point where suddenly there are huge consequences and that's when they'll probably get snapped up, right? Right. Or they become Bernie Madoff and fucking rule the world. Yeah, some of them make it through. <laughs> some, of them, some of them make it through to the end. They, yeah. they, get, the, they get victory. Uh, but it's a it's a risky game. All the I know, way, right? but but you know what I mean. Like I think it I think it just soothes most people to think that like shitheads don't get ahead in life. Yeah. I think I think they just do because it, because it's the same reason that like to me people get famous online. They have the audacity to put their shit out there and assume it's good. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like. I like I remember someone saying like you need to start TikToking because uh like like a fellow TikToker was like you need to start TikToking because um all these other people they're not questioning whether or not their content's good they're just putting shit out and whatever and like people that actually have something to say or actually have content or whatever we're all too self-conscious about it right like it's just like who am I to think that I'll become a famous person online. Like that's fucking insane to think like I'm so special that people will like me or whatever. Right. Right. And that would be nice if these platforms did have more substance. So, and, and that would, would happen if people of substance suddenly looked at these platforms and said, okay, this is a platform that I can express what's going on inside my mind. But I think to me, it's like things like TikTok or YouTube shorts or Twitter, it's like they're intentionally limiting what can be done on their platform to prevent people from coming on and providing too much substance, right? Yeah, it's true. I I don't know if you've noticed this, but like on, on the very few platforms I have, they've given the creators the ability to delete comments now. Oh, yeah. So yeah. like YouTube, it's like I don't, like fuck YouTube. It's like if you if a creator can just delete my comment, then I don't trust anything on this entire platform as far as yeah, conversation, right? Because right? it's like, just because 10,000 people upvoted this thing, how many detractors were there? Do yeah, you know what I mean? Totally. It's just like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, c- comments to me are like 
how I get the real story, right? I need, it's like, you know, our parents had consumer reports, right? Or things like that, or like actual investigative journalists. We don't have that. The, the millennial generation, that's all been destroyed mm-hmm. by the, the Rupert Murdochs of the world, right? So for me to get a good understanding of what happens if I see a story or a video online, I have to go into the comments, see where the general uh, vibe is on this thing. Like, is there, are there people calling bullshit or are there not, you know, things like that. So, totally. And that's why I think it's problematic to have yeah. half your comments deleted. Cause like my experience online since day one is I don't have very popular opinions. Mm-hmm. So they get deleted often. Do you know what I mean? Does that make them less valid? I don't think so. It's right. like, I'm a person. I, why can't I express, you know, I don't believe whatever, like come back at me with an actual con- like, don't just delete my comment. Tell me why I'm wrong. Like I, like you, I want to be part of the discussion or see other people actually discuss that. That's my preference, right? Like, yeah, would be to go into the comments and you see a very good argument between two people, right? Like where, where they're actually bringing facts or data into the conversation to try to convince each other, not just like you fucking liberal, cuck. you yeah, know, just totally. Yeah. But I mean, the, the, what's the alternative though? That's the thing for me is like, you know, people always come forward and they say, you know, Google is bullshit nowadays. They're destroying privacy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't want to be part of that system anymore. So where can I get a YouTube like experience? Yeah. Now, right? Yeah. Emo, right? Like, well, I mean, you can't because, like, like a lot of people don't understand that, like, the states did pass that law that we rejected, mm. right? That gave preference to places like Netflix and Google and whatever to have faster speeds. Oh yeah, did the, you hear the about net that? neutrality thing. Yeah, the yeah. the fucking Piat Jeet FAA guy or whatever. Yeah. Um, I forget his name. It's yeah, it was like San, Sanjay or something. Yeah, something. And he's such a fuck. Again, like that's a piece of shit. Like you see that guy and you're like, you have no moral compass. Yeah, like he yeah. doesn't care at all about people or anything. He's just like, he's truly just like the perfect puppet. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like that guy doesn't think for himself. He's just like, hey, Ajit, we'll give you a million to go fucking do this. You know, Netflix and all of them getting him to lobby. And he's like, Okay, cool. I'll yeah, totally yeah. undermine my job. You know? So he's the sociopath that we <laughs> saw as a kid. And we're like, well, he's going nowhere in life and now. He's the head of the FCC kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's just like, that. what did that guy really accomplish other than being a puppet or a malleable puppet his whole life? Yeah, totally. Right? Like, he, he's okay with that. He doesn't mind as long as he's getting enriched or whatever, right? Right, absolutely. I just think... This is also why I just think nobody should be a career politician or anything because it does attract those psychos, right? Like yeah. if I was to get into politics, I would only ever want to serve for four years and be done, right? Or whatever the term is. Yeah, I'm not thinking, oh, I'd love to be mayor of where we live for the next 40 years. Like I just... Yeah, that's the situation that... Do you know who Andrew Yang is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We should talk about Andrew Yang. <laughs> What a fucking okay. Anyways, yeah. So so he, I've totally changed my tune since that tweet. <laughs> what a fucking piece of shit. Anyways, continue. So um, I I assume you're referring to the the um, tweet that he yep. made in support of Israel, which is what the fuck, dude. Yeah. No, but, but talk about pandering to his Jewish vote in New yeah, York. Yeah. So the problem is, is that he's trying to be the mayor of the 
largest Jewish Jewish city in the United States. Oh, he's trying right? to be mayor. Is that what he's doing? Yeah, he's running for mayor of New York okay. City, right? So I don't I don't personally think he has that opinion about Israel. Maybe he does. I, I don't know. I don't think but, so either. Yeah, but he he's pandering, right? And it's like that got me thinking. It's like, can you be? Can you climb the ladder uh, of politics without pandering in that way at some point in your career? Right? Yeah, I, I think certain people do. You know, like um, back to this, like only serving for a certain amount of time. Like, yeah. I remember seeing this story about Wyoming's governor, mm. and he's just a doctor who's just doing this for four years. And I was like, that is. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to bring old school politics back where we fucking, we serve our term and then we go back to our regular job being a mechanic or whatever the fuck we were. Yeah, know? yeah. But Andrew Yang tried to do that, right? He came out of nowhere and ran for the, the Democratic nomination mm -hmm. and everyone was like, you can't do this. You're not, you don't have the political experience, right? Mm -hmm. That's what everyone said. He, he was a perfectly, in my, in my mind, like maybe now we're learning new things about him that means we dodged a bullet i don't know but at the time there was nothing to me that suggested this person shouldn't have a valid shot mm -hmm. at the democratic nomination but he was sidelined the entire time like the media refused to cover him he didn't get enough time in the, the debates and a lot of times like his microphone was just completely shut off mm -hmm. during the debates and it's like so you can't do that you can't just be a regular person who decides i'm gonna run for office have my four years and then go back to a private life. It's just, but not on that level. Right. Like, yeah, so that's the yeah. thing. Like, I feel like, um, you're more likely to be, you're more likely to see real people at like a local election. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. is Gary a good guy? You know, what's Gary's track record? What does Gary actually think? Right. Like they're not as media polished to the point that like, cause yeah, we did, we, we knew what, Andrew Yang's policies were right. Like I was like, yeah, Yang gang for sure. Right. Of all the people here, this guy's actually made a business. He actually could fix your fucking economy. Mm -hmm. But when I see shit like that, I'm like, it reminds me. I'm like, like his tweet I'm talking about. Yeah. It reminds me politicians are fucking scum. And this is why I don't vote. Yeah. I don't vote. Yeah. They're all scum. I don't vote. I, I got convinced to try to vote in this most recent one. I almost voted for Trudeau. Do you know how much I would be regretting that right now if I had voted for Trudeau? Yeah. I fucking hate that tool. Yeah. You immediately... <laughs> you, so you promise election reform and then you immediately go back on it? Like, fuck you. Like, yeah. we should be immediately calling a new vote. Just like the one promise you had, you didn't do. Right. So you're out. Like, call a new election so half of us can vote for another person who's actually going to go through with the thing they said they were going to do. Yeah, I think both of us kind of gave that one dude an earful when you lived in my neighborhood and he knocked on your door and you, you told me that you're like, get the fuck out of my building. I, I basically told him to fuck off yeah. because of the election reform issue. And he was like, he was like, yeah, we fucked up on that one. And it's like, well... <laughs> goodbye right that was like the that was like the most substantial policy point sure we got we got legal marijuana and you know i'm happy for that but election reform would have meant that we would have had all sorts of positive changes in our government for the next decade or something mm -hmm. like that right so yeah. actual change yeah yeah that that sucked but i mean i think the the thing for me is like yes politicians are scum but 
it's the system that we have to work with, right? Like we can't hope for a Bernie Sanders type person to come along and fix the system, right? Because, you know, like Bernie Sanders got sidelined the entire time, right? The only the only time he, he got a legitimate chance was when he was like pushing 80 and then everyone said he was too old, mm. right? So it's like we don't, those kinds of people just, we can't hope for that. The only thing we can hope for is that these, these scum pandering politicians are still going to put forth positive changes in our society, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm still going to support a person like Trudeau if he advocates for something that I support, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and I, I can never, it's like, it's like the, uh, it's like the can you separate the artist from the art kind of thing, Yeah. right? Like uh, for me, because it's kind of like, if I really hate the person, I don't care what his policies are. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, if you're this much of a douche publicly, I can't imagine what, a f- like f- how much I'd fucking hate you in real life. Yeah. Well, you, that's because you have that sense, right? You're saying that you can kind of s- suss out the, the people that rub you the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Like I don't necessarily have as much co- the same amount of confidence in my ju- character judgment as you do. So like when I look at someone, a politician on TV, I can't tell. Are they a good person? Are they not? I have no idea, right? They're, they're on a, a campaign ad, right? It's the most contrived, unorganic circumstance you could possibly get, introduce the person to me, right? So I, the only thing I have is their, their policy, right? I know, but you see, it's funny that you mentioned like campaign things. Mm. I can tell even from the campaign thing because you can, I, it's like a people that don't actually want to be doing that super, like they are really authentically themselves. I can see how uncomfortable they are doing those extremely pandering ads and videos. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially at lower levels, like when you see like a green party dude and he's just like, hi, my name is Tim Wood and I believe in. (laughs) So are you saying if, if the person seems uncomfortable during that circumstance, that's a, good sign or that's a bad sign i'm saying it like that's i think that's what i'm picking up on is like is it it's if i was going to be trying to do this soup like my pr team was like hey this is the message you need to put out and i was like all right and when i'm delivering it it's just not i'm not good at feigning the fake bullshit yeah, like like Trudeau, yeah. right? Like like that guy is a pro at it. Like I mean, you know, he had his dad in it and whatever. But like right. every, I get why people fall for his charm and blah 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 in ads and stuff. But like, there's just such inauthenticity to me. And like like and it, like my people might think that it's like by party and whatever. And it's like no, because like even like the Jason Kenny guy, right? Like yeah. I don't really know anything about the dude. Right. But when I see the dude, I'm just like, he's more of a tool than a, than a nefarious dude. True. In my yeah. opinion. I got like that just, sense. Just too. my immediate, I was just like, he's just a conservative tool. Yeah. Like it's, he's not like, uh, yeah. Like a Rupert Murdoch, like trying to fucking subvert the news or, you know? Yeah, totally. Well, I, I think to be a politician, um, you have to kind of drink your own Kool-Aid, right? So like when you're in a circumstance where you, you're expressing your platform, you've, you've brainwashed yourself to the point that you aren't uncomfortable about spewing forth this thing about a, a freedom dividend or whatever, right? 
And I, I don't necessarily think that that's going to indicate the person's authenticity or not in my, in my personal opinion. Mm. Right. Like, like, yeah, I agree that people who are complete scumbags probably can effortlessly do that stuff and it's not a problem. And that authentic people should have a bit of uneasiness. But I think when you're a politician, you've, you yeah you brainwash yourself mm -hmm. that's the that's what you have to do to get there right and and yeah you do have to surround yourself with a team right like nobody yeah. nobody that we know that's famous doesn't have a team around them anymore True. right like yeah. that that is that thing that like everybody has a team around them and so they're also just being like no no you're good you're good you're good you're good and they're just constantly reinforcing you right yeah true and i i bet that would because that's the thing like that would warp my that's that's when we're talking about getting rich and whatever, that's one of the things that I would worry about is I, I think it would corrupt my mind in the sense that, and I think that probably does for a lot of people that get rich or go from zero yeah. to rich is you just start to question everyone's motive as to why they're hanging out with you or why they're talking to you. Or and anytime they're telling you anything positive, you're wondering if they're just pandering to you. Yeah. I feel like if I was a politician, I would, the kind of people I would surround myself would be people who are, into the tech technicalities of running a campaign, right? Like, I don't want someone who's going to tell me my policies are good. I want someone who's going to say, this is how you reach voters. This is the kind of campaign. This is why you'll never be elected. Because, yeah, well. because neither of us will be elected. Because right. we would just immediately defer ourselves to hire smart people to do shit. Yeah, yeah. Run, the, like, if I was mayor, it's like, okay, statisticians, tell me what the biggest deal is. Tell me what we need to be trying to solve and how we can come up with, you know what I mean? Like yeah. other people are going to be way more capable of figuring that, that shit out. I am just going to be the spokesperson. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I feel like there's a lot of politicians that want, that have the ego that there it's like, I want everyone to think I'm the ideas guy. Yeah. You know, whereas I'd be like, Hey, J it's actually Jim's work. He has this algorithm. Here's, the, here's all the data. Like again, like, I think transparency is a huge issue, right? Like, why can't we see like fucking everything? Like, I, I want to see everything. Yeah, I I actually almost became a politician. Oh, really? <laughs> I was I was asked to run um, in in a riding um, for a a very obscure political party that's not even around anymore. Uh, well, l <laughs> let's not say the name. But um, so I I declined, and I think that the struggle that I have is like. I don't like I, I don't want to like burden my friends and family with coming to this this gathering or doing this thing and that thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Like like I don't want to be asking like, hey, can you come to this this demonstration that mm -hmm. I'm holding and stuff like that? Totally. That, that's that's why I could never do it. Um, if I could somehow get past that into the point where I just have like an organic following, then I could easily. Um, do you think you need the like family support, yeah. blah, 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 in order to run? You totally do. Like I, I joined a few political parties in right out of university just to kind of see what it was about. And it was nonstop. Oh, bring people to this, bring people to that. How many people can you get to come really? to this? Right. Oh yeah. Is it like, is that about fundraising or? It could be about fundraising. It could be about, um, like, just people showing up to something to, sh to show that this political party 
can gather a crowd and hmm. and make things happen right hmm. getting their name out stuff like that right have you ever been tempted to like if you ever had a friend that like is a really good orator or whatever that you would like <laughs> I've been listening to the real dictators a lot. Don't oh, want to yeah. compare this to Hitler, but <laughs> <laughs> like, right. you know how, um, like, you know, uh, there was the guy feeding, I forget his fucking name, but he's feeding Hitler the, the talking points. Yeah. Yeah. But Hitler's so great at talking. Like, have you ever considered being the guy behind the guy? No, I think I would be, I mean, I have a little bit of stage fright, but I think I could get over that. Yeah. And I think I would actually make a good orator, right? I, I think it's the, it's the grassroots work, which mm. I struggle at, right? Yeah, no, I'm definitely not doubting. I mean, we're doing a fucking podcast. Right, there. right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I no, I, I don't, I, I would need to be the puppet, right. not the guy behind the puppet. Mm. See, and this goes back to the, like, I would never want to be famous thing. It's like, mm. I definitely wouldn't want to be known for being a politician because yeah. you are going to divide half the people, right? Like, inevitably, I mean, not always, right? You, you do have those unifiers sometimes, but it's, pretty fucking rare yeah um i can't imagine if uh someone else's puppet how hard that would actually be because people would be confronting me about my ideas but they're not yeah. my ideas yeah true so like how does that work i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know i feel like yeah I, I feel like i would struggle with that too i i kind of need that that's another problem that i have is like my my ideas are not quite in line with mainstream thought. Like I'm almost like trying to to find a different approach to everything, right? Like I don't want in what way? Well like you were you were talking about um people on TikTok who harass sexual offenders, right? Oh yeah. Like that's something that, you know, your average Joe on the street is not gonna be not gonna see a problem with, right? They're gonna be like, yeah, fuck this the sexual offenders like who cares harass them make their lives miserable it doesn't matter right i'm the kind of person who my instinct is like wait let's let's just analyze this for a second and make sure what we're doing isn't wrong in some way right yeah and i feel like just asking that question would put a lot of people off right? oh are you kidding nobody's responded to that comment i've been right. nervous for like three <laughs> days that i'm alone on an island uh, this thinking that it's not okay to go harass someone that's a sex offender right because right. like what people don't understand for example in the states is that you can become a sexual offender by peeing at a school at night yeah totally. right so it's mm -hmm. just like so you're gonna go harass like anybody that's on the sex offenders reddit like it's just so yeah 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 so i like to me it's like i'm not afraid to just completely ask a question that is a huge liability because the society is so uptight about a particular mm -hmm. topic, right? Like, like I would say something like, Oh, maybe black people in the United States commit more violent offenses. Right. Mm -hmm. Have we looked at the statistics? Right. Mm -hmm. I'm just asking the question. I don't, I don't want to, I, I don't want to lead into an answer. I certainly don't think that that is the case without looking at the numbers. Mm -hmm. Right. But I would still ask that question. Mm -hmm. Right. And I would be okay as a politician asking that in public and I would probably just get completely destroyed. For sure. Right. For sure. Cause, cause no honest thought ever happens for that yeah. reason because right. it gets picked apart. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's like either, yeah, either you're really, I, I, I rate about it or you just, you're just kind of like, nah. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's like, oh, I kind of agree. Who cares? But, right. Exactly. But yeah, that, I mean, that's a, I just, I just don't, this goes back to that. Like your, your idea that, uh, what was it? Concert. Uh, can you lay Oh your, yeah. Yeah. So I said that conservatives want their beliefs to max match their actions and liberals want their actions to match their beliefs. So d- did you think that pedophile one was a good example of that? Yeah. So in, in that circumstance, I, I see what you were trying to say is like the person on TikTok, he isn't doing that out of a, a moral sense. Right. He just no, wants, or he'd just be doing it. Yeah. He just wants the attention. Right. Yeah. So it's like the action is him wanting the attention and then he modifies his belief about sex offenders to match that. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's not driven by a high minded belief. It's driven by uh, a more selfish desire right yeah and to me those people like confrontation yeah do you know what i mean like it's like you you wanted to fight you you just want to fight yeah like yeah. can you just acknowledge you just in really enjoy fighting people and really enjoy getting in these heated arguments yeah totally. you're not doing it because you care about kids or you care that this guy is a, like you're doing this because something happened that you have not fucking talked about in therapy. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. either someone got hurt or whatever. Like it, it really is that like hurt people, hurt people thing. It's like if you're spending your whole life focused on beating up pedophiles, maybe you need to address why that's your whole life focus. Yeah. Well, I also get uneasy about uh, citizen justice, right? Like I, Vigilante I, justice. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I want uh, an, like a, governing body to handle like disputes and and enforce laws and stuff like that like mm-hmm. i just i don't think random people have the capacity to fully assess a situation and and handle it appropriately and delve out a punishment that it's is fitting. yeah that is fitting right yeah so i just i don't like that i don't like it in any circumstance um regardless of how much I hate the, the offender, right? Totally. And, and I think that's why I get so scared being online is because mm-hmm. I will put out a position like that. And then yeah. people are like, what are you defending? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, I'm not defending rape or fucking child slavery. Like it's just, we're just fucking talking like right. just <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, like I, and this is also something that I'm trying to do now more is like, when people assume my politics based on one thing, I'll try to go the other way. Yeah. So if someone's like really, really left and trying to get me to agree with them, I'll try to be way more conservative than I ever have been. Yeah. Totally. You know what I mean? I like fucking with either side now because I, I want, I think a, I think online is not representative of real life. Uh, I think people, I mean, we've known this for years, but I think people in real life are way more moderate and like, the moderates don't post on YouTube. They don't post on TikTok. Yeah. Like we don't give a fuck. We consume content and then we hang out with real people in real life. Right. Um, there are, I'm sure reddits and stuff where there is really good discussion and stuff, but I don't think it happens on like a video that's just out, right? Like a YouTube video just comes out. How many days do you go back and check a video you commented on days ago to actually get back into a discussion, right? Yeah, totally. No, I, I, I'm the same way because I feel like my beliefs have more nuance than, than just typical left wing or right wing. So if I meet someone who's like really left wing, like fully into that side, mm-hmm. my instinct is to just think about the ways 
in which I'm different and try to pull them away from that extremist view. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for right wing. Like I, I have, I have viewpoints that would be considered left wing and I have viewpoints that would be considered mm-hmm. right wing. Right. So I, I just instinctively will take up a position that's opposite of whatever is the predominant view in any circumstance. Right. Yeah. I, I think I just, I worry about us turning into the States. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. where it's just so, if you, if you're against abortion, like you have to be right wing. Yeah. Right. right? Like there's right. no, like, like if a lefty person said I'm against abortion, get out of our friend group. Fuck you. You're not a right. Democrat. You know, like I don't want it to become that here. I want it to always be able to be, you have a discussion, you have nuance. People have, yeah, well, the one the one for me is the economic side. It's like I I have a, a huge problem with like these like large corporations, multinational corporations, the the wealth divide between the rich and the poor and all of these things. And it's like I want to see like pro Marxist socialist type um, changes to our economy. But at the same time, I like the free market. I like consumer goods. I don't think we need to get rid of that stuff, right? And a lot, and a lot of the, the like, economically left-wing people that I've interacted with, they're like very, like, anti-consumerist, right? Right. It's like it's like it's not enough to be against um, the divide between the rich and the poor. It's like you have to be against, you know, and and all of these things. Like any kind of mm-hmm. consumer indulgence is hedonistic to them, right? Yeah. And, so, yeah, I can't really fit in the extremes of either side, right? Yeah. Well, and that's that's what's crazy to me is, like, that you can't... So, like, yeah, because I, I, when you said that, I immediately thought of people that I know that would be bothered by you saying, like, I support the, you know, capitalist system, whatever. Yeah. But like, I'm with you, right? Like, it's like we should just tax properly and find yeah. out where the fuck people are hiding shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, do you think those uh, billionaires are going to stop trying to be billionaires just because, you know, we make it so that we tax 50% of stuff over a hundred million? It's like, yeah, no, totally. they, they're driven. They're fucking, they're going to continue. It's like, up, oh, I give up. There's too much tax now. I'm just going to go lay on a beach. It's like, that never fucking happens. Those people are driven to make money. Yes, absolutely. And it, it seems like throughout history, the, the more we redistribute wealth to the the poor people the better society does in general, in general yeah. right i i bet there's a lot of um i i would like to know more about europe in general like mm-hmm. i i don't know much about europe but i think like the netherlands and shit like i want to know what are their social programs and stuff like yeah you know because like germany i think it was germany anyway they had like a a town there was basically there's basically this like town in Germany that accepts like mentally ill people blah 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 and they basically just like let them live with their citizens and stuff okay and they've just shown like crazy improvement yeah because like most mentally ill people just need an opportunity this is what people don't understand it's like they yeah. don't need pills it's like they need self-worth they need you know like working on a farm whatever like doing stuff they enjoy getting out whatever Right. They, yeah. they came up with a different solution because they didn't think, you know, drugging people was the way. Right. And, and they have pretty good results from. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see that. I, I've often thought about, because I, I live downtown, right? And you see a lot of homeless people that are just walking around shouting crazy things, right? Just swearing and talking gibberish and stuff like that. And I've often thought about, it's like, why do we see that in cities? But you go to like small towns and you don't see a crazy person walking around shouting gibberish, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder like, what's the difference? And I feel like, the reason why that happens is because in a city that person is left alone, right? Mm. Like if you go out and you're, you look a little dirty and you're shouting weird shit, people, right. People are crossing the street and they're getting out of your way. So it's like, it actually, um, it actually reinforces that behavior Mm. and it starts to make you more crazier, right? Like, like people's, interactions with you are actually perpetuating that right. mental condition and it's like we should what we should do is is try to integrate people with like these problems into communities in the way that you right talk about right well and that's and you have a good point there i, I think there's other factors as well like just what's available right mm. like because that's why people flock to la currently why they have such a massive homeless problem right now right yeah there's yeah. a lot of services weather's good blah, blah, blah. Right. But as far as like your city perspective, the number one thing I heard with homeless people when I would hang out with homeless people a lot is the dehumanization mm-hmm. because people don't want to make eye contact because they don't want to like, th- then they'll feel guilty and have to give money or yeah. have to interact or so like I, that always stuck with me. Like this homeless dude, he's just like, whatever you do, just always make contact eye contact Oh yeah. At the very least, it's just, you won't understand what that'll do for their day. Right. You know? right. It's like, even if you have nothing to give, like I haven't had anything to give for 15 years cause I don't use cash anymore. Yeah. Same. Right. And so I, yeah. No, that's a good point. And I, I want to do more of that cause I'm, I'm probably a bad offender for just averting my eyes and mm. walking to the other side of the crosswalk from homeless people right and i should not really see that oh man my i think yeah i think it's part of my personality right like in the same way that i've like carried on insane dates and stuff Mm. i like to see wild shit i think it's because i don't do anything wild i'm so i mean i think about doing wild shit all the time but like i'm when i actually go out i'm such a like is like a policeman's watching me at all times that's that's how i operate in life right so when I see a homeless dude just like not give a fuck and like throw a, a drink into a window or something, I laugh my ass off because it's just like, good for you, bud. Like, if I was homeless, really? <laughs> I wouldn't give a fuck about society either. Like, who yeah. gives a shit? Yeah. I, oh, I, and so I want to be a part of it. Like, I, I just I want to see that. I want to. That's cool. I I absolutely do not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want like order, peace, and calm in the streets right i want to be i love chaos yeah i think that's why i liked living on east hastings right because it's just like people are fucking open shooting heroin here like this is nuts and i'm getting on the bus with these people yeah that's that's insane to me that you're someone who talks about having ptsd and you enjoy living in east hastings well because i'm not fearful like i'm not fearful of people like i'm like the homeless guy what's he really going to do? Like the chances he's going to fuck me up are very low. True. Yeah. Like he hasn't eaten a good meal in like three days yeah. or he's drunk or whatever. Right. Like, right. I, I don't know. It's like, a, it's a risk assessment thing. I, I've never seen a homeless person that freaked me out. Well, I had like 
I had a homeless person like actually kick me once. I mean, but like like you say, it was a very We're gonna definitely make that the intro. <laughs> <laughs> um it was a very um mild kick. Okay. Like I wasn't in any danger. So what was the situation? What happened? Uh so I used to go to the gym downtown um and I would go on Saturdays and Saturday mornings was like you know a a time when homeless people kind of feel like downtown is theirs right because all the people are gone and it's like so so I went to the gym and they had this thing it was called like the 12 days of Christmas or something Mm -hmm. and they were like hey you want to try this out and I was like sure and it was like it was like an exercise it was kind of like the song where you did 12 reps of this exercise and then you did 11 of another exercise and then each time you would do the 12 the 11 it's like pyramid yeah so i was friggin absolutely worn the hell out right Mm -hmm. and i was walking back through a parkade right and i was going down the stairs and there was this homeless person who was like stairs closed and i like i had gone (laughs) down like one flight already and i was like so tired i was like there's no fucking way I'm going yeah, back up that flight. Sure. And I was like, stairs ain't closed, closed, dude. I'm coming down, right? And he's like, stairs closed. And I was like, fuck you. And I just kept walking. <laughs> and as I walked by, he got up and he like kicked me for walking That's by him. so weird. Yeah. <laughs> so did you, what happened after he kicked you? I, I got really upset. And, like, and I sweared at him. And I was like, you don't fucking own these stairs, buddy, right? And yeah. he, you could see he was getting a little nervous. Like he... He wasn't a big guy at all, and yeah. the kick was like nothing. So, but again, it goes back to that thing of like he was testing you, right? Like yeah. it's like he probably kicks most normal people, right? <laughs> and they don't react, right? Like it's like that Fight Club thing. Most people don't want to get in a fight. Yeah, this is also a theory I, I've also had is that people know that there's something about me that like don't don't fuck with it. Mm. Do you know do you know what I'm saying? I think that's why it doesn't happen to me. I think they know it's going to go 0 to 100 real quick. Like it's just like so if a, if a homeless guy kicks me, I'm kicking him in the fucking chest. Yeah. Like I'm you yeah. know, like it's it's not I'm yelling back. It's like this is fucking on and I'm going to destroy you now. Like how dare you touch me? Do you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, and I think I would have been fully justified to react more particularly because we were on stairs Mm -hmm. so if he had kicked me in such a way that like i fell tripped or or something it could have been pretty dangerous but i yeah i didn't react that bad yeah that just shocks me i like i i haven't i haven't had i can't think of anything that's happened like that in in my Mm. adult life but like that's my big fear honestly is that someone would do this something that like that to me and i would just take it to the nth degree you know it's just like yeah he just kicked you in the shin and you knocked all his teeth out and stomped him out that's yeah. not a like back to your is that a level response no it's like he didn't need to fucking stomp out a homeless dude no i know but i mean it it's a uh, that's the thing with like violence right it's like you never know what could happen right it's such a risk to get into a violent confrontation that you almost have to provide a disproportionate response to that's true. To discourage people from doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's the other thing too. Like, uh, you know, I don't know what the homeless guy looked like or whatever, but yeah. like maybe I assess in the moment he might have a fucking knife, and then it's like, okay, shit, I'm just running away from the situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, like I'm not fucking around with a dude with a knife. 